So tonight we're going to look at a thought, Matthew chapter 7. If you'll find your place in your Bibles and then stand with me tonight, Matthew chapter 7. And uh, we're just going to look at a, a thought this evening as a church family. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus is speaking here. This is uh, Jesus winding down the Sermon on the Mount. And so he has been, he's been preaching uh, at, at this place. Uh, when Elizabeth and I were in Israel a little over a year ago, we actually stood at the place where they believe he uh, preached the Sermon on the Mount, right by the Sea of Galilee. And so, you know, there's a saying in Israel when you visit, if not here, than near. And so, you know, you know, somewhere in this proximity, he preached right here. So we're in this really special spot. It's a beautiful evening. The sun is setting. And, uh, and there was a, a group of about a hundred of us there. And then the, the man who's leading the group, Pastor Kurt Skelly, uh, concluded, and then he sa- asked me to pray. And so I got to pray in this spot where perhaps Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount, which is just spectacular. And one of these days, we're going to take a church trip, if not, if not here, then near, you know, sometime in the future. Uh, and we'll figure that out, how to get our church family, uh, those that are able to over there. But here he is preaching. He's winding down his sermon. And he's making some points about choices in life we make. And so I want you to read through that filter tonight because he's going to give, as we read through this passage, he's going to say, here's two options. Then he's going to transition. Here's two options. Here's two options. And so look at these choices as we go through this passage. So verse 13, enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good fruit bringeth, or every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire, whereby by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for the chance to be here tonight. And Lord, I certainly pray for your safety as we travel home tonight. Lord, I I pray that you'd speak to our hearts in the few minutes we share. And Lord, we love you. We're thankful for a day like today and for the gift of your word and time together. And so would you bless the few moments we we, we have and then the conclusion of our day in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Life is full of, of choices. And sometimes I marvel at the fact that God allows us and he allows human beings to choose and to make as many choices as we make. Um, we get to choose what to eat. 
um, even to our hurt sometimes. You know, we, we get to make that choice. We get to choose what to wear, um, even to the hurt of others at times, right? We get to choose what to do with our time, our most valuable, perhaps our most valuable asset. And God gives us a choice in how we spend whatever time he's given to us. We choose our attitude each day, and we don't just choose it each day. We choose it throughout the course of the day. We choose our habits. We choose our thoughts. And if we were to take all the choices that we make in this life that we have made in this life, it, I don't think it would, be set, it would be overstated to say that that is the sum total of who we are. Our choices that we make, they make us. And so here Jesus is, and he's preached this, you know, the greatest sermon ever preached. It's worthy of, of, of great study. It's worthy of its own series, but he's winding it down and he's coming to the conclusion of it. And I don't know how long this sermon was. And we don't even know, you know, if it was drawn out over a period of time, but we, we, we know it's valuable. We know it, what's recorded for us is important. And as he winds it down, he, he, he get, presents to us some choices that we make. And so in verse 13 and 14, we're presented with two gates and two paths, and they lead onto two different roads. And he makes this, this it's not stated implicitly, uh, but it's stated, which one you're gonna cho- are you going to choose? You have a choice to make between these two paths. There's a straight gate. It's narrow and it's small. And only a few are going that way. And there's a wide gate. It's wide and it's broad. And there are a lot of people going that way. And you have to make a choice. Which path are you going to go on? Which gate are you going to enter in at? But before you do, before you make a choice and say, wow, lots of people are going this way. And this is a wide path. And boy, it looks easy to go this direction. And only a few people are going this way. And it looks narrow and it looks a little frightening and dark. He says, before you choose your path, know where the destination of those paths lead. Don't just blindly enter them. Like make a choice based on the destination of that path. In verses 15 through 20, he says, there's two kinds of prophets. And you have to make a choice on which one you're going to follow. False prophets were a big deal in Bible times. And they were common to the people. And, and so Jesus came on the scene. And, and, and really, even throughout all the New Testament, there were false prophets. And these men would say what the king and what the people wanted to hear. And then they would say, and this is what God says. But it was bad scholarship. Just because you say the Bible says something doesn't mean that's what the Bible says. Just because you say God said this doesn't mean that's what God says. Like, back it up with actual scholarship. Back it up with verification. Make sure that you're quoting him directly. And Jesus said, a lot of people come in my name and say, say these in my name. He says, it's not true. And Jesus said, there's true prophets and there's false prophets. And Jesus sounds warns us to be guarded against those that sound and look really religious. But they're motivated by something other than him. How do you know the difference? You got two guys, they both look religious, they both sound spiritual. How do I know which one to follow? Well, look at what they produce. That's what he's saying. Look at their fruit. I, I can go into an orchard that's full of different kinds of fruit trees. I could go down to, 
a, a, a nursery, if you will, and, and see the different trees. And if they don't have fruit on them, I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between a lemon tree and an apple tree and a peach tree. The only way I'm personally going to be able to tell, and that many of us will be able to tell, is to say, well, let me see what kind of fruit they're producing. And then when I look at the fruit, I go, well, yeah, that's an apple tree. And that's a pear tree. And that's a lemon tree. I can tell you exactly what that plant is by the fruit it produces. And not to oversimplify Jesus' words, but this is what he's teaching us. You can tell through a man's teaching. You can tell through a man's preaching. You can tell through what he's saying by his fruit, whether he's trying to glorify himself or glorify Jesus Christ. And there's a difference between the two. And they might sound eerily similar, but look at the fruit. Look at what they're producing. You can evaluate a teacher's words by the fruit of their life. Trees are consistent in the fruit that they produce. Good teachers are going to, in some measure, though not perfect men, have some good behavior and moral character. And bad teachers, look at the fruit, false doctrine, immoral lives. And Jesus says, you're going to have to choose between these two destinations. You're going to have to choose between these two men who influence you, two prophets. He says there's two kinds of disciples. That's you and I in verses 21 through 23. And the question is this, when it comes to the Christian life, what kind of commitment are you going to make to Christ? What is your level of commitment to the Lord? Have you ever heard of trash talk before? They say one of the best trash talkers in the NFL today is Patrick Mahomes. And so I was doing a little research this afternoon trying to find like something, you know, witty I could say. And, and there's not to disappoint the Chiefs fans here. I couldn't find anything that was worth, worthy of mentioning tonight. It's just like, OK, never mind. I'm not going to say anything that he said. But a lot of little boys do a lot of trash talk. And so do a lot of big boys. Uh, trash talk's part of part of our world. And lots of people talk big, but then they don't back it up. And sometimes in the Christian life, the words we speak and, and even our intent of coming to church and looking the part, that's like trash talk in the Christian life because it's just talk. And it's worlds apart from what we actually do and who we actually are. A lot of Christians say they are that way. They talk spiritual. They look spiritual. But when you taste their fruit, it's sour. And it's distasteful. They're undisciplined. They don't even try to discipline themselves. They're unkind. And they're rude. And they give no thought to their attitude. They don't forgive. And they're not even trying to forgive. They aren't supportive they aren't thoughtful towards other people. They don't try to soften their spirit and hearts. They aren't generous. They don't express a loving spirit. They never smile. There's two types of disciples. And Jesus says, which one are you going to be? Because he just taught a whole message on these types of attributes. In verses 24 through 27, there's two kinds of foundations. And what are you going to build your life on? Building on rock requires thoughtful intention. But not everybody's going to go to the effort to build their life on rock. It's a lot easier to build it on sand. It's a lot quicker. It's a lot faster. And Jesus says, you're going to have to choose which foundation you're going to build your life on. Each 
of these choices, each of these sections can be expounded on and developed because they represent in our lives important choices they make and they impact us and who we are. And I want to make just a few quick points of application tonight from these choices and the choices that we might make, specifically at Jesus, outlined them as he concluded this sermon. And the first thought is simply this, in your life, don't make choices in life because they're easy. Make choices in life because they're right. Yes, sometimes this looks appetizing. Yes, this would be the easy path. Yes, this is the sand. Yes, it's wide. Yes, I like this message from this man. Okay, and sometimes that might be the right decision. Not every choice in life that's good and right is hard. But we need to entertain the idea and say, okay, there's two options before me. And before I listen to this man, before I go down this path, before I build my life on this particular substrate, whatever that may be, I need to look at where it's leading me. I need to look at its destination. I need to uh, engage and understand the fruit it's producing or would produce in my life. Making good choices, though it's not always on the narrow road or difficult, it often is the narrow road. And that's what Jesus is presenting to us. The majority of people in this world, the majority of people in sometimes Christianity at large are going to choose this path, the sand. doesn't make them evil. They're going to choose less commitment. They're going to choose an easy path. It's, it doesn't make them, it doesn't mean they're not saved necessarily if they choose these types of paths. But it does mean this, it's, gonna, it's leading them somewhere. And we have to be careful with our choices and the things, the choices that we make and who we become. And I don't think this application is necessarily in regard to standards as much as it has to do with attitudes of our heart. Because that's what Jesus is preaching about. This doesn't give us a license to be antagonist to people who are different than us or us to think that we're better than them. We're often not. But the question that Jesus is presenting to us is, are you salt in the world? Like, are you making a difference with your life? Is there light inside of you? Are you forgiving? Are you honest or at least working on it? Are you committed? Are you loving? Are you serving and giving? Are you encouragement to other people? These are the things that really matter in life. These are the kind of attitudes Christ is asking us to have. We don't make choices in life because they're easy. It's not always easy to have the right kind of attitude. It's not always easy to turn the other cheek. It's not always easy to go the extra mile. But that's what Christ asks us to do principally here. Hey, have a good attitude. Be a loving person. Be the first to forgive. Have a long fuse about you. These are the types of things he's asking us to have. Make choices in life, not based on whether they're easy or not, but whether or not they're right. I think number two, we need to constantly be assessing the influences in our life. Always be assessing the influences in our life. Examine the fruit of the sources you listen to, because in time, your fruit is going to look like their fruit. Okay. Um, we can spend a lot of time, even as, um, and I use the word loosely, obviously, but conservatives, listening to other conservatives. But you need to look at the fruit 
of conservatives and say, is that the kind of fruit I want to have? And if I listen to that and I, and I input that all the time, okay, their fruit that Jesus talks about is going to become your fruit too. So we be careful. The, the, the media influences, social media influences, online influences, music we listen to, entertainment options, you know, our subscriptions to whatever, Netflix, Disney. I'm not preaching against any of that. These are, in some measure, some of those things are amoral, and I understand that. What I am saying is, the amount of time you spend with those level of influences, look at the fruit of that, and in time, that's the kind of fruit you can expect in your own life. And Jesus is just saying this, understand the destination of the path you're choosing. Understand the fruit of the influences in which you're engaging. We are instructed and taught and influenced by those we spend time reading, those we spend time listening to. How do I know if it's a good or bad influence? Again, look at the fruit of it. It's just that simple. What's it producing in that person's life? What's their heart like? What's their spirit like? Who have they become? And is that what you want to be? And we need to investigate and understand where those choices lead us and constantly be assessing the influences in our life. That also has to do with the friends and those we allow close to us. I mean, the list goes on and on, but we need to be assessing those things in our life. Number three, when you don't like the results in life you're getting, then change what you're doing. When you don't like the results in life you're getting, then simply change what you're doing. Look at the fruit of your own life. Take some time for evaluation in this first part of the year. And is the fruit you're producing sweet or is it bitter? Is it the kind of fruit that you yourself would eat? Because that's what you're, you're producing for the rest of us to eat. So take a bite of it yourself and say, is this something, take a reflection, look into the mirror of God's word. Is this fruit that I like? Do you like who you've become and are becoming? Do you like what you're producing? And if, then, if not, then don't keep doing what you're doing or not doing. Like, don't just mindlessly continue. If, if there's something you look at and you go, I don't like that. Well, then some things need to change. Maybe you choose the right gate instead. Maybe you choose a different path. Maybe somewhere along the way, you, you, you got around the wrong influences and you need to change those things. Maybe you stop being committed to that which is good and right. Perhaps you got distracted. And maybe I was building on the rock and all of a sudden somewhere along the way, I'm not sure what happened, but I shifted and I'm starting to build a life on the sand. And I need to, I need to shift direction and build some, my life on something more solid. You have to choose which road to travel who you're going to listen to, what choices you're going to make, and on what you will build the foundation of your life. And by the way, the consequences of those choices are eternal. This isn't just about choosing your favorite, favorite flavor ice cream. This is significant. And the choices we make are eternal when it comes to these things that Jesus presents to us. And so verse 28 says, and it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, <laughs> the people were astonished. 
they were used to being told in black and white terms what they were supposed to do. The kind of Christ, you know, Christianity they were supposed to have. What they were supposed to wear, what they were supposed to say, how they were supposed to conduct themselves. Black and white terms. And Jesus removed that and said, no, you're, you've got choices to make here. But they have consequences. And you need to choose the consequence first. And then your choices need to align with the consequences that you want in your life. And then the Bible says this, he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. These guys presented themselves like they had it all together and they had nothing together. What, if what he said was true, and it is, then we have responsibility to make the kinds of choices that are reflective of the things that we value and that he would value. And so this year, let's choose the right way and let's make some changes based on the fruit that we want to produce in our lives. Let me ask you to stand tonight, if you would, just for a moment. And I'm going to say a word of prayer.